You're listening to the Racing Virginia Podcast. Now, here are your hosts. I'm Dave C. And I am Brandon Brown. And have we got a show for you. Uh, Episode 102, and we're going to have Racing Virginia Royalty. Love it. Well, legend as well. Yeah. He's a Racing Virginia legend. He is Mr. Roy Hendrick. Flying 11, man. It's probably, yeah. uh, it is probably the, the most famous 11 ever. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Ever. Yeah. I mean, his father. The Ray most Hen- recognizable. Were well, you talking about stepping into big shoes? Uh-huh. I, mean, I mean, his dad, Ray, yeah. was voted one of the top 50 NASCAR drivers mm-hmm. ever. Ever. <laughs> I remember when they did that, too. I remember that group. <laughs> And I, I do too. We got it. Uh, actually, we have it on our wall. Yeah. It's like, uh, I forget what number it is. One of 500 or something. Yeah. I mean. The prince or whatever. Yeah, the you... prince. But it's it's signed by everybody that was alive. God, I'm going to have to come steal that from you guys. It's at, it's at the racetrack. Yeah. <sighs> I think Joe Weatherly gave it to, to Bill. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. It was That's very cool. super cool. I'm, I, I have yet to see that. I'm going to have to come, come check to come, it out. Right? You can invite it anytime you want. Sweet. Love it. Uh, great. A great weekend of racing. Actually, a great week of racing. Yeah. A, a lot happened. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think that um, everybody, had, the eyes of the world were on Bubba Wallace. Yep. And he showed well. Yes, he did. Finished second in one of the duels. Yes, he did. But about that much got passed by Austin Dillon coming yeah. along. And said he had a lot to learn, which, yeah. you know, that's yeah. when, when you get passed by that much. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. He's, he's always but, been but a good, good plate racer. The, um, car, the car showed speed. Yep. Uh, unfortunately got caught in an accident. <laughs> yeah, at the end. <laughs> one, of, one of many. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, well, we'll have to talk about that. But, man, I'm going to tell you what, the Xfinity race, uh-huh. our Man, race in Virginia showed up. Showed up and showed it? out. Look at five drivers in the top 10. Five drivers in the top 10 in the Xfinity Series race were from right here in the state of Virginia. We've got Jeb Burton. Fourth. Fourth. One of his best finishes of his career. Great showing in the number 10 Nutrient Ag Solutions car. Uh, let's see here. Who else do we got? Brandon Brown coming home sixth. In not the, me. In the number and <laughs> and in, in the Larry's Hard Lemonade. In the Larry's, right? which it. I'm a, that's the best looking car Brandon's ever had. Yep. Oh man, that green and yellow man. And that it, looked it awesome. Showed up on the track yep. so well. And he and he gave it one one hell of a ride. I know. I know. Larry and Vic are are really happy about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got Brandon Godovic coming yeah. home in eighth. They yeah. had the in car camera on him all day, and man, that was fun watching him race through all those wrecks and stuff. Holy crap! Sam Hunt Racing. Yeah. Another connection. Yeah. To the state of Virginia. Very very cool for those those guys. And Richmonder Jason White. Yeah, we gotta have him on. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've reached out to him to see if we can get. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I honestly I don't know much about Jason to yeah, be started, completely honest. Started uh, racing uh, modifieds here yeah. at Southside Speedway, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, and um, it quickly arose uh, through the ranks. Actually, yep, and uh, um, honorary. No, we ain't honorary. He is. <laughs> his family is from <laughs> Racing, Virginia. So he is from Virginia. Okay, so I don't so, care where so, he was born. <laughs> Racing Virginia driver Harrison Burton also had a great showing. P three at Daytona. We showed up, man. Uh, Racing Virginia did. showed they up really and, and had a had a great 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 day at uh, 
at Daytona on a Saturday in the Beef 300. Great name. And it was, it was a good race. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, good, was a race. good race. I yeah. really thought, I mean, um, again, a few too many wrecks. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the nature, that, nature the, of this race, that's man. That's, that, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's one side of my brain that loves Daytona. Yes. And then there's the other side of the brain that says, okay, this is, you know, this needs to be yep. worked on because there's too many accidents. Well, the... I'm just scared somebody's going to get hurt. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But well, I understand it. I mean, it, mm-hmm. look, fans love it. I mean, let's be honest. There are a lot of fans that come to the racetrack only to see a wreck. <laughs> I've never been that person. Me, me, I haven't I've either. I've never but been that person. There are man. people that say if there's no wrecks, they didn't. It wasn't a good race. Then they are. They are wrong. I will tell them to their face they are wrong. By the way, if you hear me drinking something, it's That's, coffee because Brandon made me get up early this morning. Uh-huh, I did do that. Um, we hey man, gotta 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 get the podcast yeah. in under non work. Yeah. By hours. The, by, by the way, we apologize for last week, but things were just so busy. <laughs> Dude, racing season's yeah. here, man. It, we're getting you know, there. We won't, we won't do we'll that again, right. okay? Well, one way or another, <laughs> we will get a podcast in. We won't, we won't skip a week on you guys. Uh, but, hey, we at least we did it after two really good interviews. Yeah. And oh, you man. had plenty of time to back up and yeah. go, go revisit those. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Stacey Compton and Ward Burton, two of our absolute best. Those were, were phenomenal. Um, let's jump over to the, uh, the cup the, side. The cup side. Daytona 500. Denny Hamlin dominated the the latter part of the race, and then uh, via pit strategy, they, just, they don't have enough Toyotas. They don't have like well, that was the thing. The Toyotas they pit strategy at the end of the race. They had green flag pit stops, and all the Fords pitted together. All the there Chevys, was only there was only three yep, Toyotas left pitted and together, and the three they, Toyotas pitted together. Yeah, but Denny's crew did way faster than the other and, two and the, to his detriment <laughs> yeah. because in in the this well they're this not being 2020 yeah. probably should have backed yeah. up a little bit let to, them catch him yep to because kyle was way behind him they ate kyle up so if y'all don't know like to put it in perspective denny hamlin they need to you need to draft to go fast and denny hamlin's crew was so fast yeah. that he got so far out that he was running so slow by himself that the pack came caught him and passed him and put him back to like 13 and if you don't think manufacturers are working against each other they don't want a chevy helping a ford and a ford helping a nope. toyota nope the chevy guys I found out were by themselves on an island. They called it Chevy Island. Yeah, uh, two spotter stands over, so they so nobody could even so hear nobody them. could see or or find out when they were coming in. Which to me, I think that would be a little dangerous. I think you'd want to know where everything you know where everybody is. Well. But yeah, you know, hey. but I mean, like if it's if it's enough of them, like they got their headsets on, they can't yeah, hear each know, other anyway. If, if you've got Fords in front of you, yeah, and they're getting ready to pit, and you don't know it, mm-hmm. that could you could run slam over. That's them. true. That is true. We've seen it happen before. I, look, I heard the guys on Door Bumper Clear were, were talking about that. They yeah. said, you know, sometimes that you have to know when that other manufacturer is going to make that pit stop, so you yep. don't run over them. Yep. So I mean, but yeah, they Chevy was way over on the yeah. Well, a uh, by themselves, they almost won it. They 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 almost won it. But the the Fords up front, Ford first time winner, Michael McDowell. That's I'm I'm yeah, happy about I, that. I am very happy. I, I should have put money on him. I thought about it. <laughs> that's yeah. Sorry, 
Because what I did is I took a little bit of money and I put on my favorite. Yeah. One in the middle of the pack that yeah. I thought might have a shot yeah. at the win. Yeah. And then I always do a long shot. Yeah. First time I've ever, ever bet money. Well, mm-hmm. legally. Yeah. Because now you can bet in Virginia yeah. sports betting. Yeah. So, and uh, bet MGM mm-hmm. is the official partner of NASCAR. Yeah. So I went on there and uh, made some bets. Nice. $5. I'm not a huge, you know, money guy. Yeah. You know, I just like $5 here. Yeah. Five da- I'm not yeah. going to go and put a thousand bucks on somebody. A thousand dollars? No, not well, me. I'd, if, if I you, had a thousand dollars to bet, I w- yeah. no, I wouldn't. No. I, I can't but stand if, losing. But if you did 20. bet on Michael McDowell, just a little bit of money, it was a big payout because he was yeah, a big was long a, shot. It was a thousand to one. Or a hundred to one, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you put five bucks on him. That was that was a good payday for yeah. you. But good, I, good for him, man. Like that was. I think, I think my long shot. Who did I put my long shot on? I put my long I shot on like Ryan Priest or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah, he ran well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and I expected him to got run a win. Well, so. uh, got a modified win in New Smyrna earlier the, yeah. in the week too. Oh, him and the, man, they were fighting over there. At yeah. New Smyrna, the modifieds. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Priest and the driver <laughs> of Tommy Baldwin's uh, seven in Y. Yeah battled all week long and th- i think they came to fisticuffs or about ready to come to fisticuffs but hey it, it is it is speed weeks yeah uh, florida that so, is true oh and we forgot about the arca <laughs> no that i did not forget about the arca arca race i'm pulling it up right now because uh we had a we had a few uh our poor boy willie racing <laughs> and that, ra- that willie in the radiator that dude he had a good car too. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they were they tested they they were excited about the they were race. P three yeah. in practice. Yeah. And P, what did P seven or P? What did they start? Uh, P seven. P. Se- they started seventeen. Seventeen. So I, I mean, seven in it, which is not bad. No, about halfway through the field or something. But uh, yeah, exactly halfway. They had thirty four cars in the race, uh, which and, is good. Uh, yeah, very good for the, the Arca series for sure. So. No, I think on a restart, he they stacked them up and yeah. he got run into and knocked the radiator out of the thing. They had to, they had to fix it, but uh, um, yeah, I want to I want to talk really quickly about uh, about Derek Lancaster though. What like great run for Derek and an even better interview. If you were watching the race, he had one of the best interviews you will ever see. And uh, and we'll have to we'll have to put that on our social media because it was absolutely phenomenal. Driver out of uh, Christiansburg, Virginia. Oh, there's another one we got to have. Yep, yep. We'll get on that. I know. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple guys we got to get on. Yep. They, look, I'm telling you, these guys are coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> Again, we we say it every week. We got we got the best crop best crop of drivers. Yeah. Uh, three quick things. Three quick things. E NASCAR Daytona. What ha- I I forgot to. We got wrecked. Thing. We got wrecked. Um, both guys. Both guys. Jeez. Um, we uh, Zach got, Zach was going for the Zach was on the top side uh, battling for the lead, getting oh, ready to go there. So the, my boy Zach can he just and got and got demolished, got run what, over. What can we do to get his luck changed? Uh, uh, voodoo doll. Perhaps. Know, we need some because um, his luck has been. Have uh, have um, really bad. You know, since you last know year. Uh, Joe Boo from Major League, the yeah. little doll. That, yeah. uh, 
uh, Spanish Serrano at something. Get him a bucket of chicken or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like you can't sacrifice a live chicken. No. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his luck was crappy. Jimmy was running about sixth or seventh on the last lap, and they all piled up, and Jimmy got the worst of it. Finished mm. like 27th or something. Yeah, oh, man. Eating NASCAR. All right, both, well, both ran good. Both ran good. They had two about, of the fastest cars. What about Garrett? Garrett, Garrett was in that big wreck at the uh, end of the race. He, he was sitting right in front of Jimmy and got wiped out too. Man, our boys are just... Whew. Yeah. All right. Another real quick thing. Our boys from Draft Top. Yep. Shark Tank. Yeah. Got yeah. a deal. That's awesome. Good for them. Got a deal. Congratulations, oh. guys. Uh-huh. You know, because those are hard to come by. Yeah, absolutely. They, Very ain't, cool. they ain't easy. So, um, really excited to see what happens. Mm. Yep. See what happens. Before we get to uh, our phone lines, I do want to mention tickets for Richmond and Martinsville mm-hmm. are on sale. And they are. Okay. Absolutely. You give them the information. You can uh, get your truck series tickets or your cup series tickets for the spring, April 17th and 18th. And uh, you can go to martinsvillespeedway.com and they've got uh, tickets on sale as well for the spring event. Um, and uh, and yeah, yeah, go buy your tickets. As promised, we're going to go to the phone lines and we're going to talk to one of Racing Virginia's royalty and a legend in the in racing here in the state of Virginia. Mr. Roy Hendrick, how you doing, Roy? Well, I'm doing all right for early morning broadcast here. <laughs> <laughs> I t- my, I told, my sincerest apologies. I told Brandon you said you were retired now. Yeah, I retired in the end of December and uh, all I'm doing is painting now in the house. Oh, I was going to say, you painting pictures? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's, talk a l- let's talk about uh, you and uh, your racing career. Obviously, everybody knows the Hendrick family and, and the, the, the history behind it. But let's, let's, right. go, let's go back and let's talk a little about uh, how you got your start in racing and following in dad's footsteps? Well, I was around it all my life, you know, from the day I was born. And uh, I, me and my brothers, we never did go down in the garage much, you know, to watch my daddy work on a car. He always had a, bunch, a group of guys down there, you know, that helped him. And so we didn't really hang out down there too much, but we went to all the races. And I never dreamed I'd uh, built a race car. We actually... I had a friend named Ronnie Stone, you know, he used to race at Southside and he's the one that wanted to build a race car. He was a big fan of my daddy's back in the day. And, uh, when I was 14, uh, my daddy left home and left us an empty garage. I mean, it wasn't even a, nothing in there for a mouse to eat. Um, and Ronnie Stone decided he wanted to build a race car for him to drive. So we found a 55 Chevrolet and uh, brought it to the house. We didn't even have any tools, so uh, we gathered a few tools up, you know, went to Sears and bought screwdrivers, pliers, whatever we needed, and uh, started working on this car, stripping it for Ronnie. And we about just about had it ready, and uh, he got drafted in the Army, Vietnam. And when he did, I was left there with the car, didn't know what to do. I never planned on driving it. And, um, my neighbor wanted to drive it and he had painted it and the only color he had was gold. So he painted it gold. And, uh, I used to write Ronnie, um, 
you know, riders. And I told him, I said, I can't remember the guy's name across the street, but anyway, he was going to drive the car. And Ronnie said, if you let him drive a car, I ain't never coming to see you again. You know, so I said, well, I guess that leaves me, you know. So I did start driving. And May the 8th, 1969 was my first race at Southside. I never had a lap of practice or nothing. I went out there on a whim and uh, we had to borrow, <clears throat> we borrowed uh, Bob Adams' tow truck. They weren't racing that night for some reason. And, you know, Daddy was driving for him at the time. So they towed it out there for me. And shoot, I couldn't even get her to pit road, you know, because I'd never, I'd never driven a straight drive before. So I kept choking it out, trying to get over the little hump to get on the racetrack. And finally, I got out there and started the heat race. I decided I wanted to start last and uh, scared to death. And went out there and um, spun out a couple of times in the feature race and went back the next week and spun out a couple of times that week too. Scared to death. I mean, I wasn't even happy with it until a couple months later. You know, I just kept going and going and finally was getting more used to it. And, you know, and then that's what it was. You know, you had to follow in some pretty big footsteps. What was the mindset behind that? When you went in, I mean, did you even worry about that? I mean, I mean, obviously you knew how successful your dad was. Well, it never crossed my mind uh, until later. You know, but at first, I, like I said, I wasn't even planning on driving it. You know, had no idea. So I never really, you know, thought about that. You know, and later on in life, you know, you think you, you know, you think back on it when you see Dale Earnhardt Jr. and you know Kyle Petty and them guys racing. You know, after their father's raced, and you know, I, I just, I just started. I tell you, when I really thought about it was when I started running late model sportsman. You know, and the first race was Martinsville. You know, and I went to Dad and I, I asked him, I said, how you get around here? He said, well, you drive down in as hard as you can. You get ready to spin out and then you back off a little bit the next lap. You know, and he, he told me, he said, you look at these. They had letters up on the uh, fence, A, B, C. And he said, you pick a letter to let off and you let off at that letter every time. You know, that's the only thing he ever told me. And Ronnie Stone, you talked to him and him and Ronnie were real close. and. Uh, he told Ronnie, we talk all the time, and uh, he told Ronnie all kinds of stuff, but he never, that's the only thing he ever told me. Why do you, why do you think that was? Like, uh, um, for for what reason? I don't know. I guess being this kid, I reckon, I, I have no idea. <laughs> but if you watch that show that Dale Earnhardt Jr. does, he basically says the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, you know I mean, I watch that show and I go, damn, that sounds like me talking, <laughs> you know? Because he just didn't tell me nothing. You know, and he told, when we started building that car, he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do to help. He said, I ain't going to help you. He said, you could do it the way I did, on your own. You know, but once he saw that we were really interested in it and got it built, he he gave us his last modified that he raced at Southside. Uh, He had wrecked it the last race that he raced it in. And it was sitting down in Mechanicsville. We went down there and got it. And brought it home and took a motor out and transmission, everything we could use off of it. And then we carried the rest of it to the dump. And it wasn't nothing wrong with that body. You know, you just young kids, you don't know nothing. You know, but that's how we got started in it. As a, you know, as you're going through and, and you've been watching your dad all those years, what 
if you look back on it now, what was what is your favorite memory of him racing? Uh, I guess watching him at Martinsville. You know, he was so good at Martinsville. I mean, he was great every way he went, but it was something about Martinsville, man. He could get out there and just kill him every time he went. You know, if he didn't win, he broke down. You know, and I, I you know, I guess that's my fondest memory of him racing. So, somebody wanted me to ask you, did did Dad ever put bumper to you? Uh, no. I put bumper to him a couple times. But, <laughs> but he never... That, that is one of my fondest memories of racing with him and Sonny Hutchins, Ron Harris, Ray, yes. uh, Ted Hatfield, you know, all the greats back then. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't take nothing for that. I'm so glad that I got to do that. I don't know what to do, you know? And... Uh, I raced with Daddy. I mean, nobody really put the bump to Daddy much because they couldn't catch him. <laughs> him, and, you know, him and Sonny Hutchins put on some yeah. of the race, best races I ever saw in my life. And, you know, um, I raced with him so many times, and I thought I had him beat a few times. I led a race at Bellsville one night, the whole race, until we got the white flag and going in turn one, I was, at the corner of my eye, I saw him. And I said, well, damn. You know, so <laughs> I didn't beat him that night. I finished third by the time we got back around to the finish line. And down at Langley one night, I had him beat down there. I thought I uh, I was bumping on him. He was driving a 26 car, the uh, Glancy Steakhouse car. And I caught him a big foul left and I was beating on his bumper and beating on his bumper. And of course, I didn't beat him. But after the race, he said, boy, he said, you got to go around me, not through me. <laughs> and I, I said, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I, when I think back, uh, you know, obviously Sonny Hutchins is probably one of the reasons why I am a racing fan. My my uncle introduced me to him at a very young age at Southside right. Speedway. But, if you know, you look back at it, and I'm not just saying here in Virginia, but I think overall – the last two generations, uh, yours and the one before you, I think were the most competitive that I've ever seen until maybe right now. We have so many good young drivers in the state of Virginia that are doing well in, in Xfinity and Cup. Um, right. You know, I, talk the one thing about back then, and you, I mean, you just talked about putting some bumper to your dad. You know, Rubin was racing back then. You know, you you didn't have people getting upset because you put a tire mark on their door. You know, as long as you didn't put them in the wall, you were you right. were good, you were good to go. That was racing, right? Well, now you got these young kids, and man, all they want to do is cry when they get out the car. I don't care what happens, you know. And if it was me, I'd get out the car and kiss the ground. I don't care if I flip down the backstretch fifteen times. I'd get out and say, "Man, that was a great race." You know, <laughs> thanks the Lord for letting me do this. You know, yeah. I mean, the funny but thing, these guys. The young guys, they didn't come through any rough racing, you know, or any learning. Uh, they just stick them in these cars now, and and they are factory-backed cars. I mean, they if they don't do good, they're gone. You know, but, I mean, if you got any talent at all, you ought to be able to drive them. Um, do you think that's a that's a uh, nature of kind of how the cars are are built now? Because back in back when you were driving, it, it seems like they were you know you could you, you could knock the hell out of each other, and the car would stand up to it. Now, not so much. Yeah, these things back when I was driving, when I drove Marshall Hall's car, I could bounce off the wall, get up on two wheels, and still 
go like hell. You know, you just you didn't hurt the cars. You know, they were built real good. Now they want to build them out of all this lightweight material as light as they can get them. And you touch anything and you don't rent the car. You can scrape somebody's fender and they say, oh, well, he's gone. You know. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like you could, yeah. it could take more and you could do more to the car and come back and right. still and still be successful with a beat up race car. Exactly. You could. Yeah, these things now are just too fragile. A lot of drivers nowadays, they, they've never had someone wait on the racetrack to, to get even with you, and it shows. <laughs> I mean, you had to be tough. Southside yeah, Speedway was Southside Speedway was a tough place. I re, I, I don't know why it, it it's in my head, but I remember that uh, uh, one time when Tommy Ellis and Bill Dennis got together, and it ended up on the front stretch, I believe, almost in turn one. And man, they were uh, the crews were coming out, and it got ugly. Oh yeah, I was right there. <laughs> um, I mean. That whole year, you know, it was it was Tommy Ellis and Bill Dennis, Tommy Ellis and Al Brennan, Tommy Ellis and my daddy. You know, it was him and somebody all the time because Tommy made the comment one time. He said, if their name's in the paper next week, my name will be in it the week after. You know, he made a point of that. And that's the way he was. And uh, I guess, you know, Tommy was a great driver. Uh, Tommy built his own cars. He you know, he was a great driver and his mouth just, you know, got him away, you know, the NASCAR didn't want him around, you know? So it was a bad thing. I mean, he could have, he could have been one of the great ones. You know, and I think it was 1982, you moved to late model stock car class, uh, back then also na- known as the nationwide series. Uh, you won three championships that, that year, Southside, South Boston and Orange County. Yeah, I was running late model sportsman in 79. Uh, me and Daddy were racing for the championship at South Boston. And he beat me that year. But I, I really thought I had him the last race. I could, I really, in my mind, I was on top of the game at the time. And he wasn't because he was getting ready to retire. And the last race came and it rained out and they didn't re, rerun the race. And, and I've been wanting that helmet he won that year. Forever, and I finally got it here last year. His wife gave it to me last year, so I, you know he gave she gave me all his trophies, and that's one that I wanted more than anything. And so she gave me that, and I was tickled to death. But uh, yeah, when we started running late model stock cars, they started running them in Manassas, I think, around eighty eighty one. Yeah. And uh, Marshall Hall called me and wanted me to drive his car, and I, he had an old dirt car that he was running at Saluda. And I mean, it looked like a dirt car. And when I went out there and drove it in 82 uh, at Southside, and they had just started running late model stock cars out there. So, you know, we didn't run real good. And we started coming on a little bit here and there. And we went to Richmond Fairgrounds, had a race for us on a half mile track. Went out there and I think I ran third. And when they were turning the cars down, Wayne Patterson won a race, and Marshall was looking at his heads. He said, I know what we need now. It was them double hump Chevrolet heads. <laughs> and uh, so he put them things on at it next year, and we couldn't hardly be beat after that. I mean, that next year, that car was old. It was, it was, you know, really rough looking. Uh, you needed a tetanus shot to work on it. And... <laughs> 
But that thing handled so good, and Marshall knew what he was doing, and he built the motors. He did it all. And uh, we just couldn't be beat that year. We won, you know, all three track championships that we raced at. You know, and that, that's something I don't think anybody else has done since. I, 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 you're, you're, I don't think so. I don't, not many people win multiple track champions anymore. Uh, championships. Right. Um, now, 91, I remember this vividly because I was actually announcing on the videos at Southside Speedway. And I was also announcing at South Boston Speedway. But at Southside, right. that year in 91, you, you won 24 of 27 of the races. I mean, yeah, I mean there ain't much more to domination than that. Right. Yeah, the only time we didn't win, we got protested one night by Wayne Patterson, and they found something on the car anyway. They disqualified us. You know, we didn't lose many, but uh, we could take that car right there. and. We won 89, 90, and 91 at Southside, but we could take that car and go anywhere with that car and win. You know, it was just one of them cars that was just unbelievable. You know, you, you didn't have to change springs. And then all we did was change a gear. You know, we could go anywhere and win with that car. I want to hear a couple stories from Southside uh, from your perspective. Uh, you can tell any any of them that you want, but uh, tell give us a couple times that uh, that are race days that really stand out to you from Southside. Well, probably my most favorite race ever was the night that Daddy died. He died Friday morning of the first three hundred lap race they were going to have for late mile stock cars at Southside. And, of course, we were dominating that year, and um, I wasn't going to go run a race. I got Johnny Eversall to go out and practice a car, and, and um, you know, I told my crew, I said, if I don't come, let Johnny drive it. And, um, and my wife told me that my daddy said that he didn't care what happened. He wanted me to run that race, whether he was there or not. And he wanted me to lap the field because I wouldn't do that. You know, I would hold back because I was dominating so much out there that they were going to throw me out anyway. They did anything they could to make me lose. So I said, well, I, I tell Daddy, I said, I'm not going to lap the field because, you know, it's bad enough now they want to get rid of me. So that night I said, I'm going to leave this, you know, and I did. And that was one of my most memorable races, I'd say. It, that. <laughs> that in itself, I mean, that was flying 11 fashion right there. You know, that's, you know, back in your day, uh, dad's days, it, it wasn't, un, uh, you know, un, um, impossible to see a driver lip, lap a field and sometimes second place be six laps down. Right, right. Daddy did it all the time. You know, of course, he, he raced balls to the wall all the time, you know. Clayton Mitchell, Jack Tant, just shake their head. They said they couldn't slow him down. You know, they put a sign up, slow, slow, you know, and he'd go faster. Yeah, that was the one you thing know, about so. your dad, that uh, if he went north and there weren't many people that could go north and dominate like he did, usually those guys up north were pretty rough on the guys from the south. I tell you, man, you go up north, you're racing in that territory, and they run up there seven days a week, you know, and and daddy could go up there and just kill him. And I swear, every way he went, you know, and when we take, you know, we built a replica car of his coupe, uh, well, actually Jack Tance's coupe, and 
we've we've taken that thing up north to Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Trenton, different places, and and you wouldn't believe how many people talk about that race car. Love that race car. They said, boy, when we saw that thing come through the gate, we knew it was over. You know, and and you down here, they don't care about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know, they just don't care about the history. But up north, they do because that car that 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 car you know put a memory in them little kids' heads back <laughs> back then. Absolutely. I mean, even uh, what's that guy's name at Langhorn that won all the races for that number seven car? Um. I can't think. Oh, uh, she's on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, he came over to me at Trenton. Uh, I mean, Atlantic City. They had a Trenton reunion up there. And we took that car up there. And he came over to me. Dutch Hogue, that's who it was. He won a lot of races at uh, Langhorn. And he came over to me and he said, you know, he said, I mean, this is a big guy. You thought Johnny Hutchins was big. <laughs> Shit, they won nothing. This Johnny was a big, was a big guy, guy, you know. Yeah. And uh, he said, your daddy's the only one that ever came up here and beat me the first time he came here. You know, and he beat him a bunch up there. But, you know, people respected Daddy and Sonny. Sonny was good up there, too. Yeah, you know? he was. Daddy and Sonny both would go up to Trenton and just put the hurting on him. What do you think made, uh, made your dad so good and so dominant i mean obviously you know car and talent combination but what what was it um was it the you know the the way the car was set up the uh, having the best car having the best talent what was it about him that was so good well when he got hooked up with jack pant um jack was the engine builder he wasn't much on the chassis so then they got clayton mitchell to do the chassis and it was like your deal with Rick Hendrick and Jeff Gordon and Ray Abraham. You know, I mean, they were just, it was a perfect group of people that got together and, and just had more ability to build a race car than most anybody else. And people copied their cars. You know, they'd stand around. Ed Lynn Bolcher and uh, uh, Bud Stevens used to stand around and look at Daddy's car because Bud, he told me this. He said they'd stand around and look at that car for hours just trying to figure out what they did to it. And, um, you know, they ran torsion bars on that car. And that was one of Clayton Mitchell's things. He loved Chrysler torsion bars. And, man, he, he just knew what he was doing. Daddy was a driver. You know, uh, they had um, a tire company, Firestone, behind them. You know, Daddy would go and test tires for Firestone. Well, Back then, you had Dad and Sonny Hutchins, Butch Lindley, and um, uh, Jack Ingram testing tires. Well, they would get tires a month ahead of time before we would. So it was like back in the day when we used to soak the tires. If you had a good tire soak, man, that thing <laughs> you know just stuck to the track like glue. Well, they had those tires back then, and we were racing on these bricks. <laughs> you know, so those four guys would go anyway and win all the races. You know, and and we didn't, you didn't think about that back then. But if we didn't do a big tire soaking back then, we might have could have ran in the same straightaway. Well, <laughs> <laughs> might have, might have, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. You know, the I was telling Brandon uh, earlier that uh, that. The Flying 11 is probably the most iconic, other than maybe 01 and 90 in the state of Virginia. 
though you know those i think those numbers stand out among a few others but the obviously the flying 11 is above all talk a little bit about how that came about and and uh how your dad and, and yourself uh ran that number yeah well jack pants the one that came up with that number he uh he was working at a body shop in littleton and he decided he used to go and watch Joe Weatherly race all the time at some track down at near there, Wilson or something. But Joe Weatherly had a car number nine that had a wing around it. And he liked that number, you know, that the way it looked. So he was working at body shop and the first car he got, he brought over to his shop. He peeled the rubber floor mat up and it was 11 pennies laying under the floor mat. So that's how he came up with the number and the wing he came up because of Joe Weddler. And I think uh, Paul Sawyer owned uh, the, the Flying Zero, I believe it was. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You see, you see so many cars with these wing versions around them on Facebook. I yeah. mean, old modifieds that, you know, they copied the 11 because, yeah. you know, nobody had it other than Joe Weddler. And, Daddy used to go up north and beat them so bad. And, you know, you look at these cars and they had the wing on them, you know, different versions of it. But uh, you knew you knew what it was. And even Ray Everham told me when he had that number nine Dodge, if you look at his number, he had a little wing coming off the top of it. Yep. Uh huh. And he told me that was because of that flying 11. Oh, wow. I, d- I didn't cool. know that because I, I remember that distinctly when he had the, the nine and the 19 car when they, they came back yeah. to the sport. That's that's right. awesome, but but I mean yeah. uh, I know that because in uh, Bill's office at the at the track there is a picture of one of Paul Sawyer's old modifieds that he owned. Um, I forget who drove it, but in fact uh, Chase Burrow today, in honor of that car, is running the Flying Zero on his cars at at Virginia Motor Speedway. So yeah, I mean, I know, so I know mm-hmm. that Paul Sawyer had one at one time. Yes. Right, right. Well, Dan and Paul were real good friends, so I, I, I don't know how that came about. But it, it's just so the the history of racing in the state of Virginia is just so rich. With, I mean, we talk about it now. I mean, even today, Roy, there are some. You know, we are blessed to have a lot of different kinds of racing in our state. And a lot of really good drivers that are coming out of it. Why do you think Virginia produces good, good drivers? I don't know, but they had the best drivers around. North Carolina is right behind them, but yeah. uh, Virginia had just the best drivers. I mean, you look back at names, Ron Harris, Ted Hatfield, yeah. everybody. I mean, anywhere they went, they won races, you know? So I, I had no idea why. It's just, I know why daddy raced so hard. He wanted that money. <laughs> <laughs> and back then I mean, they raced three or they raced all week long. A lot of times. Yeah. I got a tape where Clayton Mitchell was talking about daddy. And he said, daddy, he said, Ray, he said, if he got wrecked one week, you wrecked him. He didn't retaliate. Cause he was afraid he was going to lose a nickel. <laughs> you know, the next week. <laughs> that's a, I mean, it's a good strategy, you know? Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Can't win if you don't finish. That's absolutely right. What, exactly. Um, you, you obviously grew, grew up around it and you saw the, how motorsports grew and boomed in the 
you know, 1980s and 1990s, you know, unprecedentedly. What do you think it will take to, we might never return to that level, but what do you think it'll take to get back to, you know, to people being that excited about all forms of motorsports? I don't know. I mean, I've thought about that a million times and, you know, you hear people talk about it and they got their, you know, reasoning, but I, I don't know. I think the prices and it cup series, the prices of tickets and the prices of hotel rooms is what killed them, I think. Um, and once you let a race fan go to another sport and watch something else or go camping or do something different, you know, and then they sit back and say, hey, I just spent $2,000 in Daytona to watch a race. You know, why would I go back? Mm-hmm. You know, and these hotel rooms are just killing people. I mean, we go to Daytona every year to do the parades. And we leave. We're there on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I leave on Tuesday because Tuesday, the price of the hotel rooms triple. Mm-hmm. You know, so we always come back home. You know, you can't afford to stay there. Yeah, yeah. And I think, that, uh, you know, in today's society, I mean, just the automobile in general, it kids don't, like when I grew up, I changed my own oil. Yeah. Uh, kids just yeah. don't do those kind of things nowadays. Yeah. And I think uh, to add to that really quickly, I mean, like to be able to work on or, or take apart an engine now of a brand new car is, you know, not not as easy as it was or not as in, you know intuitive as it was you know, 30 40 years ago too i know i've been in that business all my life working on cars and i don't even like to raise a hood and look at one now <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what i'm looking at well that's the thing like we got to my for example my dad's got a 64 gto in the, in the garage stand in, you can actually yeah. climb in the engine compartment absolutely it was simple like there you could you know he could sit and my dad's a mechanic he could teach me how to do that and in, in a car today like you can't do the same thing with your kids Hell no, you better take a picture of it before you pull the dial cover off so you know how to put it back. <laughs> yeah. So I think that has that might have something to do with it too, that like, you know, the cars, you know, you can't relate the way you could, you know, about you know, twenty, thirty years ago even. But uh, I think there are new ways to to, yeah. to there, get there people involved. Now now uh, the, you speaking of kids. Yeah. Roy, you did something that I'll uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. There's probably not a, but a handful of people that have ever done it where you've raced with your father and you've raced with your son. Yeah. Yeah. I had that opportunity. That was great. I mean, I got three boys and a girl and probably the, my daughter would have probably been the best driver, but we never <laughs> gave her the opportunity. <laughs> I mean, she's wild on the street. And, uh, but my boys, yeah, I let all three of them try. And, uh, Brandon probably produced the best, uh, you know, racing of all three. Uh, he won in everything he raced in, really. And he just decided to get out of it and start a family, and that's what he did. And it's probably a smart move on his part and mine. Because <laughs> it was costing me a ton of money then. But uh, they did good. It was, I was very proud of them to be able to race with them and really proud to be able to race with my daddy. You know, it's just it's one of those things when you think back of the folks that actually 
have that kind of shot to do. It's probably, a, I mean, obviously it's probably more than a handful, but if you look at the whole country, but it's it can't be very many people that have raced with their dad and mm-hmm. their, their son. I mean, a lot of times a dad gets to race with his son because they're second generation, but, you know. Yeah. Buzz Hatfield did that. Yep. You know, I don't think he ever raced with his daddy. They didn't have enough money back then. He had a car. When Bugs first started racing, he bought Jimmy Scott's uh, Nova. And Bugs was kind of scared of that thing, too. He, he might not admit it, but he was. And his daddy drove it. You know, his daddy drove late mile stock off uh, until he had the heart attack. And uh, once he had the heart attack, Bugs started driving it. So I don't think Bugs was ever on a track with his daddy, but he did race with his son a little bit. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I can't think of any other family like that. Not, not as much as you guys raced. I mean, you yeah. raced years against your father. Right. Right. And, and I think you raced uh, several years with, with Brandon uh, in the car as well. I'm, I'm, I did. Yeah. Yeah. He was racing for Richard Good, and I had my own car. So, well, yeah, we raced together. I got, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, hanging <laughs> on a wall. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Brandon was Brandon was good, man. He was. I, I'll admit yeah, it. I, he was good. The deal me and Richard Goode had was when Richard wanted me to drive his car, I said, look, I'll drive it a couple of years, but when Brandon gets you know enough experience, I'd like for him to drive it. And he said, I'd be fine. So when we did switch, hell, I was winning some races in Richard's car, and Brandon took over. And uh, I think the first night he raced that day, he won the Twin 50s. But won both races, you know, and I was like, shit. You know? <laughs> I said, damn, he's doing better than I did with it. You know, and he really did. <laughs> he was right. He was a good little driver. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the, this uh, a couple of special events. About 13 years ago, uh, you raced in a couple of the Denny Hamlin short track shootouts at Southside, and you raced against your son, too. But you were also racing against some of the, you know, younger NASCAR superstars at the time in that event. What was that like? And and how you know how did they race? What was that experience like? Well, it, when they first announced that thing, you know, we were pretty excited. We would get to race against Tony Stewart and Joey Logano had just started racing and uh it was several others. And we thought it was gonna be pretty cool. You know, they go come right there and run the same car as we were running. Well that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they told us in the driver's meeting every week, they said, all right, now, when y'all come out here, don't be coming up with no special this and special that. You got to run the same car you were running right tonight. And we did that. And, of course, when they came in, they, see, that time uh, uh, Kyle Bush came in, he he wasn't running no better than we was until he went to his truck and came back with this great big box full of shocks and springs and stuff. And he, <laughs> yeah, he put all that Penske shocks and all on there, which they would not let us run. And, uh, he killed us. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, because uh, I'm looking at the 08 results right now, you finished fifth, uh, right behind, uh, well, I would say right behind, but, uh, that's a pretty damn good showing against a pretty stacked field. Yeah, of course. Of tired. course, Kyle sure. Kyle Bush won the race, but oh yeah. Well, we were standing in the drivers' meeting. Me and Brandon was standing there, and uh, 
Jack Master was talking, all that stuff he always talks. You know, we were laughing, turning on, and Kyle Bush kept raising his hand and asking questions. <laughs> and Brandon poked, Brandon poked me in the side. He said, I think he's here to win this thing. <laughs> Damn, he was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know. Speaking of those events and and Southside Speedway, with you know, you, we got the news this year that Southside Speedway was closing its doors uh, for good. What thoughts went through your head? Well, it's a sad thing, but I mean, they've been talking about it for thirty years. You know, yeah. I don't know how many times was the last race out there. You know, and I was in all of them. And, <laughs> You know, up until, you know, this past or the year before last, uh, I hadn't raced in like 10 years, I think. But uh, we were going to go out and run some races this coming year with, uh, well, last year too, with uh, Chris Phillips. And uh, he built me a car, you know, a brand new car. And he's painted it red, blue interior, just like my Flying 11 was. And he could put the Flying 11 on it. And we would run that thing a couple races the last couple of years, but we never got a shot. But the car was sitting there ready to go. And uh, he called me this year, this one, and wanted to know if I'd go to Shenandoah a couple of times. I said, sure. You know, I mean. He got Dominion, too. Yeah. I know. I know. I'd rather go to Dominion a whole lot quicker. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. get, you get old, you want to yeah. get home early, you know? Well, and you, me, you know, you just got to let me know. I'm going to go go there and sit in the stands and watch you because that's, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I would I would kill for that. It's going to probably happen. Keep, but I don't keep, know when. Keep us informed. We'll do a live podcast from the <laughs> from the race that day and, uh, and yeah. make it a big deal. Yeah, it'll be on Facebook, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, do that. Yeah, but well, that, that ought to be fun. I mean, he's got a good car. Chris has got good cars. You know, it. that boy Mason Bailey drives one, and uh, uh, his his uh, half brother drives the other one. What's his name? The long hair. Yeah, um, he's an older guy too. <laughs> I can't think. That's you right. Know, you get old, you lose your memory a little bit. Amen, brother. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave keeps telling me that that uh, that's a thing that happens. I feel like I'm starting to feel it already. But uh, you know, it's funny as hell. I can remember everything. My first ride, I can remember everything. Race. I can't remember what the hell I had for breakfast. <laughs> And I, it wasn't important. Yeah, that, that <laughs> short-term memory just goes, man. I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. the same way. I've got I've got all of my racing memories compartmentalized back in there that I can pull from like a Rolodex. And uh, I'm yeah. the same way, man. I was watching a TV show the other night, and I couldn't remember the characters' names. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I know. It, it drives me crazy. <laughs> well, you know, I think that's why I retired. I couldn't remember people's names when it comes to the front door. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I needed pictures. Oh, man. Well, well I can look at Yeah, that, that's all right. Go ahead. No, no, go, no, go I'm ahead. Not, I'm like you. I, I'm like you, Roy. I can. Uh, pictures or in person, I know, I know, I can say, I know you, but sometimes I'm like, yeah. uh, what's the name? I know I can't associate yeah. the name with, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And once I, I'll run through the window and look at the license plate and come back and hit it on the computer and it pulls the name up and I say, hey, George, how you doing, man? You know, <laughs> but if the name didn't pop, I was lost. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, we, we work. remember work you. On, 
No, you go ahead. I'm just rambling on. No, 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 we want to we, we we like hear it. Well, I was just going to say, I can work on cars. I worked on cars all my life. And I can, and somebody say, you run, yeah, that car can pull up. You remember that car right there last week? I said, let me get it up in there and look underneath of it, I can tell you. But I couldn't remember the car because I don't pay no attention to it. <laughs> you know, I look at it underneath. Oh, yeah, I did that. You know. But that's just the way it is. That's the way it is, man. <laughs> like I was saying, we we were we remember you, and uh, I know this. The whole state of Virginia remembers you and your dad and the Flying Eleven. But uh, we wanted to get to know you a little bit better with a little segment we like to call Racing Virginia Rapid Fire. And we're going to ask you oh. just a few questions, uh, and uh, you co- either give us the first thing that comes to the mind or the, your best choice of these two options. Are you ready, sir? Okay. What's your favorite food? Favorite food is a uh, uh, prime rib. Love it. Man. What is your favorite non-racing sport? Soccer. Didn't expect that. Oh, we got to get a better story on that well, one. My, oh, I know. My, <laughs> my, all my kids played soccer, and we went up and down the East Coast with them. I mean, I got one boy that went to Germany and oh, Holland. Hey, yeah, he won the Texas. He won the uh, uh, American uh, World Cup. You oh, know, wow. He was on the team that won that. Roy, I've you know, been around so. you for how long? I have never, never knew that. Oh, yeah. That was my weekend <laughs> thing when I won racing. Oh man! Well, that goes along with Stacy Compton's volleyball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> his daughters play volleyball. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Blondes or brunettes? Brunette. Asphalt or dirt? Asphalt. All right. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> dogs or cats? Ah, uh, dogs. Uh, comedy Same or? Time. Go ahead. I said, I can't stand cats. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Uh, comedy or drama? Comedy. What is the best board game of all time? Monopoly. You want to be outside or inside? What now? Yeah, outside or inside? Oh, outside. All right. Um, what is your favorite track in all of Virginia? Southside Speedway. And this could be whether um, you watched it, experienced it, or raced in it. What is your favorite race of all time? The night I, uh, my dad had passed away. And who was your toughest rival on the racetrack? It depends on, now my dad was in late model stock, I mean, late model sportsman. Uh, I'd say probably Patterson, Bugs Hatfield, and uh, late model stock cars. Yeah, those are all good choices. That wasn't exactly rapid, but I'm glad we got some (laughs) extra information on on all of that stuff. So that that was Racing Virginia Rapid Fire with Roy Roy Hendrick. With Rapid Roy Hendrick. So, yeah, uh, man, we can't thank you enough for getting up early and, you know, interrupting your retirement to to speak with us. Because, man, I'm telling you what, it is so nice to talk to you and hear those stories. Well, I always love talking racing, so anytime you want to talk racing, give me a call. Well, it won't be the last time because I can tell you something. We didn't even scratch the surface of the no, story of the stories that you know. No, we didn't. All right. Thank you so much, buddy. All right. Thank y'all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Man, I'm telling you what, it just 
The stories. I yeah. love the stories. Mm-hmm. You know, from the from the from the retired drivers. And it's and it's almost like like you said, you have that racing compartmentalized in your your head. Yeah. It's like I don't think I've ever known a driver, especially the one that's had success, that almost doesn't remember every race. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they know they know the really good ones and why it was good, and the, the bad ones and what happened because it was a bad one. That just the stories, and I love hearing the the history of this state and the. I mean, Roy Hendrick. I mean Ray Hendrick, a part of the four H. You know, Hutchins, Harefield, and, and Harris. Those guys went everywhere and just mm-hmm. dominated. That's why they call them the 4-H boys. <laughs> exactly. They, they hated those guys. Yeah. And uh, to hear some of those stories, I, I, wish, I wish Sonny Hutchins was still alive. Uh, he is the reason why I'm a race fan. Mm-hmm. My, my uncle took me to Southside Speedway one time when my dad was in I think my dad was either in Korea or, or some, or Vietnam. I forget what it was. And took me in the pits after the, after the race. And Sonny goes, Hey, you want to get in the car? Pick me right up, put in that car. And then he goes, Hey, we got to take it over here. You want to roll, you know, steer it, Mm -hmm. roll it over there with me still. I was hooked from that point on period. So that's, my, that's why I'm in racing, man. That's my uncle and Sonny Hutchins, yeah. my uncle Pete. But man, what a great show! Oh man, it really was. Yeah, I absolutely loved. Got uh, a bunch of nuggets out of this one, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I saw your we wheels. Go, we go. I saw the wheels. We cutting this one up, putting it on social media, <laughs> very, very shortly. But, but you, folks, even though we cut this thing up, okay, and we we put it on social media, you need to go and listen to the whole thing. If you're just listening to a piece of this. You don't get the whole context. I've had, uh, in the last few weeks especially, I've had people texting me saying, oh man, you guys are on it. Like the last, especially the last few episodes and even ones before that, Jesse Vaughn, who we had on a few weeks ago, said that since he's been on, he's listened to every single one and he's like, holy crap, Ward Burton's such a storyteller. I didn't know that he could tell stories like that. Hell, we ended up on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> we did. You we know how hard it we is were, to get on Reddit. Yeah, we were in the, the You gotta make some news to yeah, get on Reddit. Yeah, so we, we we made it to Reddit. That was cool. Um and uh yeah, yeah, just some great momentum. Man, a racing season's here, brother. <sighs> Coffee. Yeah. I gotta keep it going. Yeah, yeah, because oh. uh, you're gonna need it because the racing season is here, brother. Yeah, it is. It is here. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, man, what's next? Oh, the road course is next. Yeah, road week. course is next. All three series, trucks, Very, Xfinity, yeah. and uh, and our boy Godovic, I think, is going to run real well at the Daytona road course coming up. Yeah. He, um, it, I mean, he's really good at yeah. road course racing. I mean, and now that I think the last time that he ran the Daytona road course, he had. Kind of, he had to start at the rear of the field. Yeah, the qualifying because of qualifying things, and of course, he didn't. Um, I think it would rained out that time for qualifying or something. Yeah, but he had to start in the back. It was because, pandemic because they didn't yeah, have qualifying. That's right, they didn't have qualifying, and and Sam hadn't run every race, mm-hmm. so they so. they started in the back and did go well. Be, yeah, go be fun. Go be a fun weekend. Um, what can you t- tell us some stuff about what you got going on, brother? What's, what can we expect over at, uh, over at, uh, your neck of the woods in Jamaica? 
Virginia Motor Speedway will be releasing their schedule at minimum by the first, by Monday. Cool. Uh, I'm hoping to have it out tomorrow uh, oh. in some form or fashion up on social media. So, so you're going to send me a, a Word document with that in there so I can put it up on the website? I can do that now. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I can give it to you ahead of time. Uh, sweet. You won't say anything. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, we're, we're scheduled to start, what is it, April 3rd? Yeah. So, I mean, that's- It's getting here. Right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the race after that yep. will be April 15th with Tony Stewart and the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Le- leading right into right Richmond, into Richmond. weekend. But then the other, I think it was yesterday I saw it, 60 days, so it's 59 yeah, days yeah, left. Yeah, it'll be here. Right. It'll be here in a, in a snap, man. By the way, if you're one of the racetracks out there that has a schedule and then you haven't mm-hmm. sent us to us, you yep. need to do that, please. Yep. We would like to have as many as possible. By the way, we got info at racingvirginia.com back up and running. Hey! The email is back. The email's back. Yeah. All right. Worked with IT for about two months trying to get that thing back, and we finally figured it out. Speaking of uh, IT and websites, yep. uh, South Boston Speedway. Mm-hmm. Look. Brand that, new, shiny that, website. The old website was yeah. there when I announced. Oh, man. So <laughs> That's the, how long it so, had been there. So, uh, And so it's, it's, it's brand new and shiny. In fact, Langley Speedway has something brand new and shiny. And yeah. Virginia Motor Speedway is getting ready to have something brand new and shiny. Oh, I was about I was about ready to say the younger influence was was coming in to, to play there. But if you're doing it, it obviously isn't a younger influence. Uh, the guy doing it. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I, I, don't, all right. I don't build websites. You, you I, don't? I, I am trying to learn how to do WordPress. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't been done WordPress yet. But you, you still have to know a few things to build a WordPress Word uh, website, which everybody seems to be. Those are the kind of websites everybody's doing right yep. now. Yep. It, it's simple. It's simple. Yeah. It's easy getting the back end. Yep. It's, you know, I love WordPress. Because it's easy to update yep. for, for somebody like you as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a snap. Um, social media, man. We are on fire. Good stuff. Tell At us. Racing Virginia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We got the YouTube, YouTube. channel. By the way, I'm going to change up YouTube a little bit. All right. Instead of the whole show, mm-hmm. I think we're going to start cutting it up. All right, perfect. Let's rock and, and roll. And then that and kind of draw people in to come in and listen mm-hmm. to the whole thing on the platforms. Yeah. And you like, know, like Apple Podcast. And Spotify. And uh, Google Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Amazon. Uh-huh. What is that? Uh, Audible. Yeah. Uh, uh, just ask Alexa. Yeah. She'll, she'll, do, <laughs> she'll, she'll tell you. She'll tell you where we are. She'll and pull it up. By the way, let's let, let people know we're going to change up the naming convention yes. on our podcast. Uh, it's going to change. It's going to be a little, little flip. Bit, just a little. It's going to, it's, we're going to take episode out yeah. and just do the number. Uh-huh. And then we're going to put the guest before the title. Make it, make it a little easier for you guys. I love it. I love it. I, I should have, uh, I should have thought of that uh, myself. No, we, we should have thought about that four years ago. Because <laughs> that's how we've been doing it since four years ago, since the beginning. It's all good, man. It's all good. We'll get it done. Yeah. Well, four years ago, y'all didn't have titles. There wasn't a title of the show. It was no, just it wasn't no, just a name. Just yeah, yeah. We were lazy back then. Okay. <laughs> I came in to help. Yes, you did. You'd be done a. And I tell you, every week you doing a. By the way, folks, he is killing it on social media. If you haven't noticed, please tell your fo- your friends to subscribe to our Facebook page or like our Facebook page and our Instagram and our Twitter. 
there's all kinds of really good content coming from race in Virginia because of Mr. Brandon Brown right here. So you do a phenomenal job. You know what? Things are ro- rolling here. The sound of the show is, is getting better. It's good. We, we've got a new open and close coming and some other stuff coming to make it sound a little bit more polished. So, man, we got some good stuff for you guys coming. And, and to do that, we want you to go to Apple Pod. Look, I want you to go to Apple Podcast and subscribe, okay? And if you're so inclined, and we hope you will, give us a review. Hopefully, it's a good one. And maybe uh, a rating. You know, five stars would be wonderful. Wonderful. But if we're not a five star, let us know. I mean, that means we need to look at our ratings and go, hey, we need to do a better job, right? Yeah, of course. So I am not uh, opposed to constructive criticism. criticism. No. Because how else are you going to grow? Dave's over here being Mr. Te- <laughs> technical Savvy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank Roy Hendrick yep. for visiting with us and, and giving us some little nuggets of wisdom and some great stories. And um, if, you didn't, if you didn't like that interview, you're not a race fan. I, I, Plain I and echo simple. that as well. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. We, and we want to also thank you, the guests, for visiting with us here on RVP. Don't even think it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, for, for you guys, for, you know, definitely downloading our, our, our show each and every week and passing it on to your mm-hmm. friends. We really appreciate that. Yep. For Brandon Brown, I'm Dave C. Reminding you to keep racing, Virginia. Virginia.